Welcome to Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. And this is our part six and final episode. On Summer of Serial. And what a ride it's been. It's been a long few episodes. We've covered a lot of serial killers. So we've talked about... Serial killer cu- couples. Couples who have a weird way of showing love. In the um, most oddest of ways. We've had mothers who've killed their children. We've had people who kill children because it just fits their needs um, we've had murdering nurses yeah, yeah murdering nurses so we've had a long a wide range of various serial killers that we've kind of discovered and analyzed so far in this series so what we are planning on doing is next summer we'll probably bring this back if i mean we we've gotten a lot of positive a lot of, feedback a lot of positive feedback about about this series so next summer because we still have a lot of serial like killers books on serial, of, on serial killers that we can sit there and pick through and, and talk about and hopefully this time around it'll be a bigger series maybe we'll have eight to ten episodes right so now we know what we're doing a now, little bit better. right now that we because we could start uh god i can't when did we start this i mean this is what week six technically that's right so we started in the end of june yeah was it June, July, So technically, August. next year we could start in May if May, we wanted June, to. Yeah, May, June, July, and August. stretch it to August. August. So we, we could throw out a throw out a bunch more a bunch of these because we literally have a big book of female serial killers and a book book of male serial and killers. big book of male serial serial killers. So uh, thank you guys again for listening and hope you enjoy. So we're gonna start this off with Lavina Fisher. Now. Lavina, I'm not going to sit there and say Lavina like nine million times. You're no fun at all. I'm just going to say Fisher. <laughs> you should say both. I should. I should. When I, when I get to L. like. L. Fisher. Yeah, L. Fisher. There you Ooh, go. That's not bad. L. Fisher's not bad. No, that's not bad. So, Lavina, Lavina is reported to have been the first female serial killer in America. The first, you say. Fisher was born in 1793. 1793. Wow. And the murders took place between 1818 and 1819. So if you think about it, this is, what, 20 years after America was America. Yeah. I mean, pretty pretty close. Pretty close to it. I mean, well, when she was born. Yeah. When she was born, she was born 20 years after the American Revolution. And then just after the turn of the century is when she started killing. I mean, this is real old. And again, because of how old this is. We don't have a lot of information. There is hardly We have any, some, obviously. Right. We have some information, but we don't have as much as I like. We'd um, love a whole book on it. That would be uh, beautiful. Oh, I know. She lived in South Carolina with her spouse, John Fisher. Both her and her husband were part of a criminal group of highwaymen who operated out of two houses. Huh. Now, back in those days, uh, some hotels were pretty much just a house converted into uh, a hotel. So these were, um, as I was doing my research on the two houses, uh, they're actually just hotels, um, even though they said it was a house. And each house, because I love how they name things, 
One was the five mile house, and the other one was the six mile house. No, no five and a half mile house. Now the reason for this is because one was six miles from Charleston, and the other one was five miles from Charleston. That's how clever people were. That's real clever. Oh, what are we going to name this hotel? Well, we're six miles from Charleston. Why don't we just call it Six Mile? So I wonder if the closer you got, the one mile house. We're only right. one mile away. Half a mile. <laughs> Half a mile. Quarter mile house. <laughs> so their their criminal group is is pretty much a gang, and they were known for uh, robberies. You know that was their big thing, and the uh, Six Mile House was owned by the Fishers. Um. And that's how their group operated. The 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 hotel, gang operated as for the right. hotel basically, and the hotel was a safe haven. So it was a safe house for them, pretty much. Yeah. Now that is all the information we have up until the murders. Literally, that's it. Literally, hey, she wow. is part of a group. She owns this house. Now here comes the murders. Right. So. When going into detail about these houses, did it give any description on if it was like a group living situation or was it just her and her husband? So Because you did mention so, it was a gang. So literally, um, what I'm thinking, like this is speculation. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they used the hotel as kind of like this uh, uh, kind of sort of like skate under the radar type of thing. You know, oh, that's how they're making their money is by hotel. And actually, this is almost like money laundering. Right. And this is how she was able to kill people. Was through the hotel. Was through the hotel. And we'll get into that. Um, There are actually two versions of of these murders. And the first one is where uh, Fisher would invite lone travelers into the hotel, make them a meal. And start asking questions about their occupation, how much money they make, um, do they uh, do they live alone, do they have family, stuff like that. So she would kind of lure them in. They would both kind of lure them in a little right. bit. Right, you know, you, them. you kind of bring them in. Hey, we got a we got a room open. We got a nice place for you to stay. Comfort zone. Um, then you're just making small talk. Yeah, you know that's how you get to know people anyway. So you're making some small talk. No one yeah. thinks otherwise. And then what she would do is she would bring a cup of poison tea into their room. So does she, it say what kind of poison? It does not say what kind of poison. All it said was it was poison tea. So the people think they were just sipping on some tea, hot tea. Arsenic or rat poison. So again. she'd bring them to the room. She'd leave the cup of tea on the nightstand and she would leave. Hmm. Later, her husband would go and check to see if these guys were dead. And as soon as he found out that they were dead, he would take care of the body. They would, of course, rob the person, the dead person. Yeah. And then that was it. Gone. Did it say how he took care of the body? No, not in this version. Now, the second version, this is the second version of this story, This story, um, is that she would bring tea to the men while they were sleeping, but it wasn't poison. It was filled with uh, something that would actually put them to sleep. And when they fell asleep, Fisher would actually pull a lever and the bed would drop the victim down into a deep pit. And some believe that there were spikes at the bottom of this pit. So she almost like Sweeney Todd them? 
Sweeney Todd or like H.H. H. Holmes. You yeah. know what I mean? H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes come to mind because he has that like creepy hotel. But like... if she was singing, it was out of She's Sweeney Todd. Right. <laughs> like, could you imagine her just humming? Yeah. And then bloop. <laughs> so one night, a lonely traveler came and he asked if there was any vacancies. She said, sorry, sir, there's no vacancies. But if you would like to, you can rest in our lounge for a bit until you're ready to leave. She then started with her small talk, asking him questions. Same thing, like money, um, uh, type of job, family, stuff like that. He kind of thought it was a little weird and a little, like, inappropriate um, to be asking the type of especially when So he didn't want to do... He wants someone to pry into his personal crap. Right. Basically. I mean, that is kind of weird or strange to be sitting there like, hey, how much money do you make? Yeah. Like, really? How much yeah. money do you make? She then offered the man a cup of tea. Dun, 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 dun. But the man did not like tea and refused. And then he said, you know what? I need to get going because i got to find a hotel to sleep in. You don't have any vacant rooms, so I'm going to leave. So in a fit of rage, she jumped on him and tried choking him. And it escalated quickly. Right, but it was pretty much like, fuck, I needed to get this guy's money. That's right. So he was able to get away, and he went and got authorities. When the police showed up to the, the uh, Six Mile House, yeah. right? unfortunately, some of the gang members were there. So they couldn't do much. Some of the gang members that they were looking for, the cops were looking for, were there. So it's unfortunate for the gang members that they decided to show up after she did this. So the police were able to arrest the gang members, her husband, and her for the murders. Wow. They got them all in a big swoop. Yeah. They didn't get all the gang members. They only got, they got about they got like a lot three, though. but they got... Still. They got enough, right? The, the police must have had a field day that day. They're like, we right. got something. Oh, can you... Can you, can you just imagine that? All right, we're going to go look into this whole murder thing. And then it's like, oh, my God, uh, we've been looking for you guys forever. They come back with a van. Right. It's <laughs> a gaggle of people. So my question was, like, why wasn't there a shootout or anything? Because, you know, a lot of times back then, the robbers and stuff, they didn't want to be taken. So they end up having shootouts with cops and whatever. Maybe the cops. So what I found out was John... Her husband yep. didn't want her his wife to be involved in a shootout and told his gang members to give themselves up to protect her. Oh, no. loving well, fam, loving husband. They they should have just gone with the shootout. I mean, would have been a little bit more right? interesting because we never hear of gangs giving up that easily to police. So they all spent a year in jail. A year? A year in jail before they were actually sentenced. That's a long time. Can you believe that? Usually sentencing would happen quicker. So they were sentenced to death by hanging. By hanging, you say? By hanging. Now, Fisher pleads with the judge, saying, hey, you can't hang a married woman. And the judge said, you know what? You were right. That that is unchristian like to be hanging a married woman. So he hangs the husband first, so then she becomes a widow and then hangs her. That 
the irony in that Isn't is that... hilarious. So the judge is like, you know what? I feel kind of bad. So if we hang the husband first. That's right. She's now a widow. She's no longer married. Boom. Now there we go. go. And then, of course, uh, so they hung the husband for robberies. Uh, they didn't connect him with the murders. They hung her for the murders. And they hung the other gang three members. gang members for robberies. Because she's the only one. Back, back we, then, we just hung everybody. But they only got her for the murders, though. So right. she was the one that was the kind of mastermind in the killings. In the in the killings, right. Yeah. Because she, you know, as her, as her husband and the gang members were out robbing places, she was... It was almost like she needed something to do. Yeah. In in their little safe house. So, Make herself feel special. Right. So I can... I can just start killing these guys. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. So I just think it's the humor with the judge. You know what I mean? Like the judge is like, well, F you too. I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) To look at the person and go, oh, you know what? You're right. You are absolutely right. She probably went, oh, I'm going to be let go. I'm going to not hang. I'm going to be okay. Nope. And then it's like, hang her husband first. And then she's probably looking at him going, Son of a bitch. Why why are you hanging him first? Hang him. Well, guess what? Now you're, you're a widow. widow. You're next. That's right. <laughs> Can you believe that? So that, that is that, that's a good judge. So that that is why there's there's speculations now, uh, on this. Some some people don't think she killed anyone at all. And that it she, was the husband. And she and the husband actually did it, and she just got caught up in it. I mean that that's one of the. Do you think they could have been a team, or does it? Do you don't think that because of what we've talked about? I I don't think it was a team. I really, honestly, I think she did it. I think it was one of those things where, you know, she's kind of a woman in a hotel talking to these strange, strange, men. lonely men. Yeah. You know, that maybe they just wanted conversation. They just wanted conversation. They felt like relaxed around her you're not gonna feel this like scared uptight thing if if it's just this lone woman yeah talking just talking to you yeah you're like enjoying the company and then it's like okay off the bed you go here's some tea have a good night yeah and you just don't think anything do you you think she really had the lever and the that just seems really far-fetched i kind of believe the the poisoning thing that sounds more realistic that sounds more real but then it's like then I sit there and I think of H.H. H. Holmes and the crazy shit he put in his, like, hotel. Yeah. But with with them, them just being a gang. It w- doesn't stuff, make more it sense. It doesn't make any sense. I, I really think it was, it, was a, a poison. it was a poison thing. And I believe her husband helped what? hide the bodies or yeah. discard them, however. Because she can't, she's just picking up a dead body. There's a lot heavier. It's dead weight. It's too. dead weight. You know, there's this. If it's a person that's 180 pounds, they probably may weigh 200 pounds or 230 right. pounds, and so, there's no way that you can – one individual – I can pick up a lot, but I'm just saying I couldn't uh, pick I, up a dead body by no. myself. It's just not possible. You're, you're going to need, like, two grown men. So it could be the husband and her. Yeah. It could be the husband calling one of the gang members. Could have been saying, all the gang members right. just came in, and he didn't know anything hey, about uh, it. Hey, she got another one, guys. Uh, let's Clean go. up an aisle four. Right. Go I'd, get them. I'd love to know – and I couldn't find this because I tried looking it up. I'd love to know like how much money they got away with at first, but there was no. I would say it's hard to tell. It is. It it, it is. Well, it I depends mean, on the individuals that they robbed and killed, and it depends on how much. It, did, it didn't indicate in any re- research that they were wealthy, did it? 
No, because I mean, this is back in, in like 18, 1818, 1819. Yeah. So currency back then, you know, if you had a dollar. That was a on, big deal. That was a big deal. I mean, I, I may be wrong on this, but $1 could equal like, you know, $75 yeah, back, that, back in those then, days or, yeah. or whatever. It was mostly coins. Yeah, w- that's what people carried around is mostly yeah. coins. So, I mean, you're wondering how much money you're actually getting off these bodies travelers well i mean you could sell, sell the clothing mm-hmm. you could sell the guns the weapons take the food anything that these men had or women anything that they had they would have been basically robbed of all of their earthly possessions and that's why in this the the victim count is unknown you just don't know like you just don't know there is no victim count on this one so how do you how many do you think she did she killed in a year time yeah i'm thinking ballpark it your idea i'm gonna i'm gonna ballpark it i'm gonna say at least 50 50 yeah i was within, i was saying a dozen maybe with, two dozen within a, within a year that's, that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking like one a week type of deal that's a lot of bodies it, it, it is a lot of bodies but that's what i'm kind of thinking they had to but, maintain but a then fair it, amount of money then. you know now that i said it out loud it does seem high it does seem high I'm just maybe it, maybe mid twenties. It's 30s. hard because I'm kind of like I'm trying to compare it to nowadays, and I probably shouldn't. Yeah, but for that time period though, that anything over twenties to thirties would have been unheard of because right, many people didn't kill like that then. Well, also a lot of people didn't travel back in those days, like by no. themselves anyway. No, so you had, had a you know what your your number sounds pretty pretty good mid twenties like to thirties right twenties to thirties that, that could definitely be because you'd have drifters coming in but they right. wouldn't be coming in as often or they might have longer stays you know things like that it would really depend yeah so uh, yeah I'll, so her her motive was money then that's what it was her motive, motive was, was robbery money. that that's her motive was robbery and what was what do you think her opportunity was just to bring these guys I, in I think it literally I bet you the first time yep it was. A literal, like, doing small talk. This guy just came right out and said, hey, I make this much money. I have this much money. And that was her opportunity. Her opportunity to um, take the situation. Contribute to the gang. That's right. You know what I mean? By killing. By by killing and robbing these these guys. Yeah. Hey, you know what? They're drifters or they don't have family. No one's going to look for them. You know, who knows? They could have, like, fallen in a gully on the way here or That's something right. or got washed up or whatever. Yeah. So they'll never know. They could have ta- she could have taken gold, too, from them. Right. If so, they were digging gold or prospectors. I mean, Missouri, everyone's headed either west, out, right? out west because of the gold rush or they're coming back yeah. because of the gold rush or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. So that is, that is uh, actually our first woman of this episode we have one more we actually have one more this is a a twofer usually we have a male and, and a female, female but uh due to some clerical due, errors yeah, on due, our end due to some errors clerical uh, errors we uh we have two women. we have two women so we'll have our next one in just a moment in this part of the episode we're going to discuss the story of louise pete now, each one of our serial cases has been unique in its own way. That being said, this case really stands out, spanning years, and it's not in a typical way. She was born Louise Kressler 
on September 20th, 1880. She was born into a high-class, wealthy family. This family was from Louisiana within 1880. Now, and this is why we failed, because we thought Luis was a male's name. That's why <laughs> we thought it was Louise. <laughs> we thought it was Louise. It's Luis. It's Luis. And it makes sense. French. <laughs> yep. We had a clerical error. We had a clerical error, but you know it worked, what? It worked out. You know what? Interesting for, case. For our last episode, to have two females. It, it's really it's, it's really awesome. It's really good. Yeah. So I'm taking- From the 1800s, I'm, no less. Right. So now we have two from the 1800s, and it just feels right. And they're both very different, as we will come to find out. Right. Before we really dive deep into our case- and her life, we will explore just a small detail we came across. This is one of the first serial killers cases uh, from an individual born in 1880 that we've covered. Uh, you said yours last time was what, 1793? That's when she was born. That's right. So um, she and then she born started. Eight... She started the turn of the century. So yeah. She so started 18. What was it, 1818? Yeah. yeah. So this is 1880. So this yeah. is the first case from 1880. Many of the serial killers we've covered so far, from the 60s to the 80s, in many ways their cases don't end until the killer is dead later on in life. Now, <laughs> we want to touch on this for a minute. Go for it. Do you, do you think the reason why there's so many serial killers between 1960s and 1980s is because it was the cool thing to do? <laughs> now, there's a couple of theories. There, it could have been the dawn of television. The dawn of television? Lead paint. Um, Right, aluminum. One of the podcasts we listened to, yeah. they mentioned they actually mentioned that it had to be, you know, all the lead, the lead in gasoline, the lead in paint, all the lead, like messing with people's minds. Now people have also thought rock music. You know what? I don't believe that, but where when I'm listening to Swedish death metal, yeah, I don't want to kill anyone. Yeah, it's actually relaxing. Yeah, but you know, the sixties to eighties, that's when rock really. My wife finds it odd that I can just sit and relax and listen to corn. You know what I mean? Like the yelling and screaming and, and some of the corn so songs. And I can just like zone out. Yeah. She thinks that's odd. <laughs> and I'm not killing anyone. That's right. <laughs> Let's dig into the 1880s briefly for a history lesson. From 1880 to 1882, Thomas Edison creates the Edison Illuminating Company. This time period within American history is also known as the Second Industrial Revolution. This is also the American Wild West, a time where there were bounty hunters on the run for criminals and where being a cowboy could have been a good thing. Electricity as we know it is in its infant stages of existence, if that gives you a little bit of perspective. And to me, like, good old the, West. the 1800s is like one of my favorite time periods we might explore that on a bigger um, series sometime because i just i love i love the idea of like true outlaws bounty hunters bounty hunters you know sheriffs sheriffs i mean it was just just a cool time period so i love watching watching like western movies i love watching movies on like jesse james or billy the kid stuff like that because it's just to me it's so unique it's yeah. unique to america it gives a lot of history. Right. A lot of just a good old-fashioned gunslinging history. Right. I mean, it's perfect. It, it To me, that's America. You know what I mean? Like, when you, when, before, 
that's what a lot of countries thought we were, we're just a, full of a bunch of outlaws. I mean, that's that's how it was around this time. Yeah. Everyone just thought, oh, the United States is just full of outlaws. During the early life of Louise, her parents made sure she had a well-paid education, but she did not excel to her parents' high standards. She was expelled for bad behavior. 1903, Louise meets and marries Henry Bosley, a traveling salesman. This first marriage, unfortunately, did not last very long. Henry caught her cheating in bed with another man, and Henry committed suicide. Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it only gets worse. She moves on with her life and moves to Boston to become a high-class escort. She also steals from her newly formed clients. So we can already see minor behavior changes in her from her first marriage. She was happy and married to being an escort and not giving a shit real quickly. Yeah, like... Yeah. It jumped. That just jumped. Usually it's like they don't give a shit at first and then they decide, hey, I want to settle down. Not settle down and then go, yeah, fuck it. I'm an escort now. <laughs> I'm an escort. This is my job. It's almost like her personality flipped in a second. Being an escort in Boston that time period does not seem like it would have been an easy job. But stealing from her clients would make for a bad reputation among these kind of men really quickly. Louise moved on from being an escort for a while. She gets married a second time to a Joe Peel. Now again, pay attention to shift from one job to another. Joe is a Texas oil tycoon who was very wealthy. From the information we were able to gather, we are not sure how long the time period is between marriages. It could have been a couple of years. It could have been a year. It just really doesn't say in what we looked into. She's already bouncing around from being an escort to something much more worse in the sense of her career. Joe was found murdered with all of his jewelry missing. This was the second husband of hers that had died under strange circumstances. Louise is accused of Joe's death and she is sent in front of a jury for the final verdict. She tells the jury that Joe was... Uh, killed in self-defense because he was trying to rape her. The charges were dropped and almost instantly she was not accused of the murder of her second husband, Joe. So it makes you think, did did her first husband actually commit suicide? We'll, we'll dig into it. <laughs> Woo! Now this case is about to get a lot stranger before we really get into understanding the events as they have happened so far. She rebels against authority from a young age. She gets married, perhaps feels restrained from the marriage. This causes her to cheat on her first husband and him to commit suicide because of the cheating. She is also showing a case of la uh, she's also showing a lack of empathy toward her husband by cheating. She also becomes an escort in Boston and a thief. She married a rich oil tycoon, and then he disappears. So does all of his jewelry. You can't say for certain that it wasn't self-defense. It is very possible that she was just defending herself with Joe before he died. But some of the details don't add up. If it was clearly self-defense, why would all the jewelry go missing after his death? If an individual was attacked, you would think that they would be in some sort of shock to a certain extent and wouldn't be able to pillage through another person's belongings. That's just my take on it. Unless it was because she was such a thief, 
what if it was just a instant response? That would have made sense, you know what too. I mean? Like, yeah, fight or flight again. It was one of those, like, dumb, dumb, like, blackout moments where it was almost um, mechanic. You know what I mean? Automatic. Like, she she did that all the time. Yeah. Always robbed from people. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I, I killed my husband because of this reason. But, man, all of his jewelry looked good. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? We can now clearly see her motivation and its money. Growing up in a well-off type of lifestyle could could have given her an emotional imprint on her from a young age. This would later in life cause a consistent desire to want and need the best things in life. Her first marriage was not for money. It may have been for love or desire. Money would have been the cause for her to find a man with more money than the first husband. She also wants money as an escort, too, showcasing that her love of money has only escalated through the course of her life. As time passes, so does the need for more and more. She escalates her motivation for money, and it takes it too far. Could she be a serial killer who only wanted money, or was she destroying a person's life part of her sadistic game? Could it have been the combination of wanting money and destroying a person's life that drove her? I think I think money was definitely it was a part of it. It was a part of it. It was definitely yeah. motivation. After having her charges dropped and getting released, she begins to move on with her life yet again. Louise marries her third husband, Henry Pornate. I misspelled that. Who is a hotel clerk? Louise and Harry get married in 1913. Much like her first husband, she cheats on Harry with another man. Harry commits suicide. Only two years later, Louise marries again. Louise marries Richard Pete in Denver, 1915. So this is now four. That's this right. This is husband number four. Moving right along. <laughs> Moving on up. Moving on up. After they had a daughter, Louise up and leaves both of them to go to Los Angeles. So now she has a kid, and she just runs. She met another man in L.A. named... Jacob C. Denton. Denton had also worked as in, you guessed it, oil again. Jacob Denton disappears in 1920. By the time the police caught wind of Denton's disappearance, Louise had already vanished yet again. She returns back to Harry, but not long after her return, she is arrested another time. Would you say that she would be considered a black widow? I was thinking that, too, or some form of a gold digger. Right. Because I know... She could be either or. I didn't really... Almost, almost... I would say, like, a mixture of both. I would say, like, a... A a bad combination of both. Yeah, a bad combination of both. Like, she's finding these men... Men with... For the money. For for the money, and then when she, like, gets... Almost gets tired of the man... That's right. That's when she, She like... She acts. and gets rid of him. Louise is found guilty for the death of Jacob Denton and is charged with murder. She is given a life sentence, but she only serves 18 years of her full life sentence. That's not a long time at all. My guess is she was cut loose after some years of good behavior. While she was in jail, her husband commits suicide. After her time in prison, she gets a job. Louise begins to work for Jesse May as a housekeeper. Soon after hiring Louise, Jesse dies. Another one of Louise's co-workers also die at this time under strange circumstances. 
So while she was in jail, her husband committed suicide. That's right. Do you think she said, hey, that one's not on me. Like, I didn't do that one. I get into it. I have a theory. You have a theory? I do have a theory. Okay, here we go. Luis moves on to work for Emily Latham, and Emily also dies. Her next job is as a housekeeper, and this time for Arthur and Margaret Logan. Luis gets married another time to Lee Jensen. Margaret goes missing, but Louise has been used in forged checks by Margaret, and all eyes go back to Louise. Louise is arrested within December 1944. She is convicted of murder and sentenced to death via gas chamber. Her last husband is acquitted of all charges and all of crimes. The next day, he commits suicide too. What? Yeah. Yeah, How? I don't know. I I don't know. See, this one's a really messed up one. And I also, I actually didn't realize that the gas chamber was around back then. I thought we mostly in like the 1940s. I thought like the electric chair was like the, the thing. The thing. Well, the, we were cha- I think in California at the time they were changing it up, changing it over, trying to make it more humane. I guess. Yeah. The Luis was the second woman to ever get the gas chamber in California. April 11th, 1947, she's put to death. Because we have so much uh, information beyond just her death and conviction, we're going to dive deep into into what we really made her tick. After learning what we know, we can now clearly see the means and opportunity for her horrible acts over these years. She's often very close or intimate with some of these people she has killed. The only exception would be the death and disappearance of Margaret. From the data we could gather, she killed Margaret so that she could get use of her money after death. Louise would also sneak her way into the lives of others like, and then strike like a house fire in the night. Louise can be compared to a snake. She glitz close, waits for the right moments to strike, and she would also use her snake-like skills to perform these types of kills. Louise would often strike when the moment was ideal for her. Unlike other color, uh, killers, she became smarter and smarter with her kills. She'd almost learn from them in a sadistic way. When she did get noticed, it would be because of her greed would get in her way. Her greed would be her own downfall, even if she didn't know it. We can also look at the fact that she blew through husbands like they were tissues. She would get close to them, kill them, or hurt them all on purpose. She was caught cheating on multiple occasions, and yet she still has this kind of disrespectful and devious uh, behavior over and over. It would also appear that these are very different men from various different types of backgrounds, and they would all consistently fall for her very quickly. Perhaps she may have gotten a thrill out of getting caught with a new lover. Maybe she knew that by getting caught, it would give her a way out of the marriage. We can also examine her relationships like a pattern. She finds a man, locks in, gets close, and then strikes. It could be noted that she does have issues with men, and this would have stemmed from her relationship with her father or a lack thereof. She may have also had a father become abusive during her life and perhaps he was more interested in money and he would resent her because she was uh, using his money something notorious like daddy issues yeah that's what pretty, i was thinking pretty much i mean i i kind of agree with that yes yeah. this, this like 
almost bitter hatred towards men. She would have this sort of resentment her whole life. Another major aspect of her life we can examine is the fact that a fair amount of her husbands committed suicide. Even you were getting shocked with the amount that I was telling you. I don't, I don't get it. This may be a lot, a bit stretched, but just go with us for a moment. This is only one theory. We have no documentation if this is true or false. So let's just think about this for a second. One husband kills himself right after finding her cheating. Another one kills himself right after he, he get, uh, she gets sent to jail. You would think that he would uh, be happy that Luis was sent to jail for life, but before the cops could even question him, what he knew or didn't know, he was dead. My theory, this is just me thinking, is that she wasn't working long. I was thinking the same thing. It's, I was thinking the same thing. She wasn't working alone. She may have had a partner in crime this whole time. A partner would have helped clean up any and all of loose ends for her. Luis would have leave these men like a hurricane. And the secondary person, I don't, we don't know who they are, this is the only theory again, would come in and clear the mess. Once this act was done or committed, this individual would come in and make sure things were right. Now just imagine if the same lover from her first husband and everything came back full circle because i mean it would take but, it would take nothing for her to sit there and go hey if you could if you could kill these guys for me i could i could split the money with you that's right you know what i mean that's right so i i i kind of back i back this it it, it is possible it, it's possible it it is a very likely theory from yeah. the evidence that we've gathered on this case. Because I think I think it's just really odd for why would the husbands die if she's in jail? That was what you asked, right? I mean, I know suicide's a thing. It is a a big thing, but, but it's just odd. It's very it's coincidence. Three, it's a big coincidence. Three individuals tied to one individual. That's right. And they they committed suicide like, all within a short period of time. Right. Yeah. Something's so, fishy. Something's really fishy. She would also get to know two men well enough that she knows their careers from the start. Both of these men were in oil. There, there would be a moment that she would have multiple motivations all occurring at a single point. The first being the kill, the second being to benefit from that kill. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. The dates of the murders were also spread out over an extended period of time. The first being in 1912. The second being 1920 and 1944 was the third. That's a big gap. That is a really big gap. There's a large gap between the first and the last kill. With some killers, we've talked about their kills were all in a matter of years or months or weeks even, all spanned within a short period of time. There is a 32-year gap in her killing cycle. I think this is maybe the longest killing cycle we have discussed so far. Each kill must have come at a different point in her life. Killing would have gotten tougher as she would have gotten older. Wouldn't you agree? I agree 100%. Uh, I'm also wondering if maybe she did kill between those between the gaps, but they were like not as relevant. As relevant. So no one that's a big, no one assumed that it was her. That's a long period of time if you think about it. Or, Thirty-two years, or from the first to the last. Another thing is, it sounds like she's more of a what would you call it? An opportunity opportunist, kill, opportunist killer. Yeah, where it 
it's fitting her needs. Yeah, it's only going to motivate, self-motivate right. her to do it. So she doesn't need to kill all the time. It's just when it, strikes. when it suits her. That's right. Many Sierra killers use knives or other sharp objects as a way to connect to their kill in a sense. While what knives require stamina a lot of in a lot of work, a gun does not. Louise maintained a single weapon for all of these kills. A gun. Now we don't know what type of gun, make or model. We don't even know if it had something to do with her family or if it was something she bought. We just know it was a gun. Thirty two years of killing I can only wonder how good of a shot she would be after a long time. Using a gun isn't as intimate, but it is direct and to the point. But guns are loud. That is their downfall. Was Louise a six-shooter type of gal, or was she a shotgun type? Did her husbands also die from gun wounds when they or when they committed suicide? They. She also never took anything from her victims, like we've talked with other serial killers. Other serial killers take things like mementos. She wasn't like this at all. She didn't want to be reminded of her kills at all. Well, technically, she took money. Money, yes, but not like but personal like, yeah, mementos. Like a, yeah, like a treasure. Or a trinket, yeah. yeah. So to recap, Louise was a sadistic woman who survived from the 1800s. She grew from an escort to a killer quickly. She never looked back, and once she became a killer, she loved money and knew how to get it no matter what the cost. Louise went to jail, then started killing again. Patterns are established early on as she sticks to them over and over through these 32 years of killing. She leaves her only daughter and probably strains the relationship with her on her own desire to do things her way. Any real people any real person who got close to Louise died. She even forged checks from a woman she killed just for the money. Louise had a type with men, those who had money. She had no regard for anything or anyone but herself. She's very self-absorbed, and the passage of time to her was just as cruel. Louise made a name for herself only after she died in the gas chamber. She is, she is something. She is something else. She is something else. And she you is. thought uh, your case from the 1800s I, was something. I know. This one was just as crazy. 1800s to 1947. Right. So, I mean, she was killing for a long period time, of time. time. That's a right. long period of time. With guns, no less, too. Right. Now, how good of a shot do you think she was towards the end? So, this is this is my thought of it, okay? Back in those times, the... The gun to have was, a, if it was a pistol, it would be a, a six shooter revolver. That that's or a five shooter revolver. No shotgun. Um, shotguns. I think with her, it would have made too much of a mess. You know what I mean? Too much of a pushback, too. Yeah. So, Recoil. Sorry. So if I'm thinking like a little twenty two, a little thirty eight, that's only my my speculation yeah i mean if she uh, a lot of a lot of you know what now that i think about it she was an escort right that's right a lot of escorts carried um god what is the name of it like a a derringer like a small it's a it's a small little 22 two shot 
Really? Yeah, it's an over-under. Literally, you pull the trigger back, you squeeze, and it, it fires. Um, and what the, what the escorts used to do is they used to tuck it into, like, their um, bra or brassiere. Right. Or they'd have it... Um, in their in their stocking on the side or whatever, but that's what a lot of escorts and uh, prostitutes used to carry. So that that also could be the weapon she carried, you know, from back when she was an escort. That's right. And it, I think it's just weird how she bounces between married life, escort, married life. You, you know what I mean? It, she. Like, I think she, like I stated earlier, I think she was restrained in the marriages. And the only time to feel that release from being restrained was to was, be was cheat first and then to become an escort right. and then to get married again. Like she wanted that control back and then she didn't want it. She wanted to bounce back and forth mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, usually you don't see that like that downfall. No. But if she chose to, like you were saying. That's right. Just to kind of be her own person yeah. almost. I, I guess that makes sense. She, you know. Uh, married life's not for me. I want to just have fun. Now, do you day. think all the the husbands committing suicide were coincidence? No, I don't. That's odd. When I got it's, to when I got to two, I could see in your face that you you didn't when, know <laughs> when when it's one. That's one thing. That's one thing. Two, I, you could say it was a coincidence. Three, three. On the other hand, it's like no, something's up. Something's happening. Because Even when she's in jail, one still commits suicide. Yeah. So, Before the cops so could even question them. That's why I like your theory about her having a second person. It could be someone that she was cheating with on her husband. Husbands. That's right. Because she had what? Now five or six? By the time she, she went, went through went to a jail. lot of. I told you, she went through she, a lot of husbands, she like tissues. She went through a lot of husbands. Ooh, new tissue, new husband. Oh, 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 oh another one. Yeah, another one. So, I. I Back you a hundred percent on that. I, I, I think it's still just a speculation theory because is, we don't but know. But evidence is kind of just, leading us towards that direction. That's a thing. It, it's just like I don't. I just don't think three suicides healthy men would commit suicide. I mean, I'm not saying healthy men don't commit suicide, but I'm saying like. After that, seeing your wife cheating on you, though, that's a that's a trigger for suicide. I don't think it's twice. A, I don't think it's a trigger for suicide. But I think, twice, though. I think if no, again, speculation. Yeah, catching a wife cheating is a trigger for violence, but it's usually towards the person. That's right. Not towards yourself. yourself. So, which would be very so, different. So to have. Three husbands commit suicide. I just, I think, I think she had something to do with it. Well, she was in jail for one of them. Remember, right? right. But all she had to do was say, "Hey, while I'm in jail, take take care of these loose, take care of these loose ends, right? Because your name's on that docket too." Exactly. So that's where I'm agreeing with you. I think that's kind of where it should go. Because in this series, we've really examined a lot of serial killers, and we've gone pretty deep into them. Excuse me. Yes, we have. Yes. So with this one, it was nice to go out with something that was a little bit far-fetched and crazier than some of the milder ones we've done so far. Right. And that is our last episode of Summer of Serial. It was a long six episodes for Summer of Serial. Yeah, it was. And surprisingly, 
again, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I really did. I really loved, li- like, finding... All this information how, out on all these different types of killers and, and all these how, motives. Like, how sadistic some of these people are and how messed up the um, the crimes were, and yet they weren't so per- pronounced in the media. That's or, right. We did, or, had to do a lot of various different types of digging. We even had to look into someone's astrological sign just to kind of get an idea of their personality I, I type, too. It's, just, it's different, it's, it's but different. We, but using those types of things, we're able to piece together some sort of information to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. And I, I love listening to to new, I, I, I would say, cases. Yeah. Because, you know, when you watch documentaries and see the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, the big thing lately is Bundy lately. It seems like every time I turn on Netflix, there's like a Bundy this or uh, that this or that on there. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm interested and I'll watch it and stuff. But after a while, it's like, man, we I really want something just, new. I want something new. Different. Um, so thank you all for listening. Um, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Yeah. Or in um, a like. Or and a like, definitely. Um Please email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. CaptivatedMinds, the number two, at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at MindsCaptivated, and our Facebook is CaptivatedMinds. So thank you all again for listening. Thank you. And have a good day.